I had an experience last Saturday, and I've been thinking about it a lot, and I thought it might be something we could talk about today, so I thought I'd throw it out to you. Anyway, last Saturday, I was meeting with a young man I've been meeting with actually for two years. I meet with his parents, and I meet with him because he's an older teenager. And the first thing that he ever said to me when he came in was, you know, I fired my last therapist and you could be next. <laughs> so he was not happy about being there. Okay. <laughs> there you go. And I felt like saying, well, I hope so. <laughs> but anyway, a very, very involved kid, a lot going on, a lot of things to manage. But this last Saturday, He's going into high school with no support. He's really doing well. And he came up on his own with six things he's accomplished. And what I like about this, what I liked about the conversation was that these six things show a self-reflection. They show the hard work he's done. They actually kind of document the guiding relationship he had with his parents. So. Anyway, I just I didn't know if that was something you'd be interested in talking about today. Oh, of course, yes. I thought we know we'd all love to hear. Yes. So, how should we get started? <laughs> um, I think just talking about him and his experiences and what he shared with you and kind of the, how how you looked at those experiences and, and then how other people can think about those vis-a-vis their own children or themselves in the case of other other students in his situation. Well, Catherine, uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about today was a young man where I'm feeling his the work that he's been doing with himself, the work the parents have been doing with him, have led to some really incredible insights. He's 15 years old. When I started seeing him, he was just 13 or almost 13. And he was a very involved young man. Um, uh, involved not only with things that were going on in the spectrum, but with some seizures and some other indicators of incredible anxiety. So the work that we did was a combination of work with both the parent and with this young man. And where he used to have meltdowns over uh, throwing flowers away because he couldn't stand the change. That, and the, the meltdown would last for 20 minutes or longer and he would be thinking about it a week later or the or the soccer ball got kicked over the fence and what if the neighbor's dog slobbered on it and he just couldn't get past it so there were these meltdowns that went on and on and he couldn't he just couldn't rectify himself so when I think about someone who is really successful I think about this family because the parents did the hard work every single day. And in the beginning, the work was really hard. He did the hard work too. He wanted to do it. He didn't have much hope, I don't think. He wanted to do it. So he went from a small private school with just a few children uh, when I met him to a pretty big middle school. And The parents did go to school, they did support him, and he had some teachers that he could talk to. He never had had help in the classroom, 
but he did have some support from various staff members at the school. A lot of bullying, um, a lot of things like that. Every day when his dad, when he got out of the car, his dad said to him, who's my favorite, who's my favorite son? And he would say, I am. And his dad would say, who loves you more than anybody in the world? You do, dad. And then his dad would say, and who always has your back? say, you have my back. Every day. Theirs was this conversation they had every day. So you can see that this family put into play everything they could put into play to help this young man. So he's going to high school. And he's very excited about going to high school, excited about driving a car come January, I guess. And this last Saturday, or last week, when he came in, I said, you know, you're going into high school, you're ready for it, you're excited about it, it's going to be a good year. But I was wondering if you remembered when we first started meeting and when your parents were said, yeah. And he remembered actually a lot of things. Remembered some very painful things, some very hurtful things. And I said, I wonder if you can describe for me the changes that have occurred over the past two years. It's a hard question. Think about it because you're thinking about two years, you're dredging up things that you would prefer not to think about, and you also have to have the ability to kind of step outside yourself and look back at yourself and say, this is what I think went on. So he came up with things. And the first thing that he came up with was, I am okay with change. He said, in fact, I like change. I'm excited about going to high school. I like that it's a brand new high school. I like that I'm going to be taking subjects I've never taken before. And he said, do you remember how I hated change? And I really remembered, because he really did hate change. I said, yeah, and he said, remember, I couldn't even stand it when dead flowers got thrown out. I remember that. I said, well, what else? What else are you thinking about going into high school? Well, I am very responsible for my homework now. He said, and in fact, I'm a responsible person. My parents don't have to tell me to do things because I'm responsible and I go ahead and do them on my own. He said, this summer, I took an online course in science said, because when I grow up, I know what I want to be. And I knew this was going to be a hard course for me in high school. So I took an online course to get caught up on it. I did that on my own. Okay, so far I'm thinking, wow, this is great. And then he said something that I think went to the heart of everything that his family has done with him. And he said, I feel like I'm a person with a good heart now. I think you have a good heart. He said, do you remember when I used to be really 
mean to somebody in my family because we were on vacation and they couldn't walk as fast as I could walk. We had to wait for them. I do remember. He said, well, that person lives with me now. And I fix tea for her every night and I take her for walks. He said, and because she speaks another language, I've learned that language and I talk to her in that language. Wow. Wow. Anyway, so we're to we're in number three and I'm sitting there really in tears. In tears because it's all true. It's all true and it's an everyday experience with him. And he said, I said, let's keep going. He said, well, a really important thing about me that is my character. I love the word character. I never give up. And I said, well, I think that's true, but what do you mean by that? And so he told me a story about uh, he and uh, somebody in his family wanting to bicycle the MS-150, which uh, means you ride from Houston to Austin, which is 150 miles, and you raise money for charity. And so the first year he did it, I don't remember how far he got, but I'm thinking it was maybe 30 miles. And then the second year, he made it halfway. He said, but you know, I kept working. I said, yes, you did. And the third year, he made it the whole 150 miles. Wow. I never give up. Yeah. I know you don't give up. Wow. Another thing that I've been working on, and I think I'm pretty good, pretty good at now, is a sense of humor. And he gave me a couple of examples of where things have been a little bit upsetting to him, and he's used humor to counter them. And then he told me what I think is the best story ever. On Father's Day. I said to my father, it's Father's Day, shouldn't you be talking to your own mother instead of playing with these kids that are at the house? And his dad said, well, you know, I've devoted my whole life to children. And so I have taken on the way my father was with children when I deal with these children. So that's how I honor him. So then I thought about that and I thought, wow, I need to do that too. He said, so I went to my grandmother and I honored her on Father's Day. He said, because my dad is my role model. Wow. So I wanted to share that because, you know, sometimes we got we get hung up on the minutiae of the problems that our children deal with and how to help them move forward. But when I look at this young man entering high school, everything in me says he's good to go. I just imagine the hope you're giving people, you know, just by the examples you gave of where he came from and where he was even at his teenage years. I mean, 
and look where he is. Uh, you know, so many parents feel guilty about where the children are at 12 or 13 um, and loss of hope at that point. And look, look at, you know, in two years. In two years, so that's where he was. When he came in, he was uh, fairly old to be getting started. I, don't, I mean, I don't think it's too old, but he was fairly old and older than most kids. And this is where he is now. So, as a clinician, and I, this is a hot button question. You don't have to answer. <laughs> did you did you picture that inside two years? No, I didn't actually, because because we we weren't able to clear the smoke enough to see what was there. We didn't know his potential because the meltdowns and the anxiety were just sucking all of the energy out of the room. And it was only when we were able to begin to clear the air in some ways that we began to see the potential. What we know about RDI is it's rem it's a remedial program. And we don't know always know your potential in the beginning, but we know that whatever your potential is, we can help you get there. And that's the way I view him, and I viewed him that way in the beginning. But I had no idea what the potential was or the potential of the family because the family did this work. So I didn't know because he was just so he was just so involved. I think about and you said in the beginning, I mean you called it hard work of the family. And I think about how old he was and how they had to of course they love him, but they had to make a change in their life. Just harder and harder as your kids get older. In all kids, you know, change becomes more difficult, and, and they had to change to really hard work. Um, I think that's a struggle for people. Not that they don't love their children, but it seems daunting sometimes. I think it can be daunting, and I think it's especially daunting when you consider that you're not just going to sit down for five minutes a day and do something. You really are changing your perspective, you're changing your interaction, you're changing the environment of the house in which you live. You're not the only people in that house, but you are changing it. And it has to be done if you're gonna make this kind of progress. It has to be done and he had to have them do it. He couldn't do it on his own, he had to have them. He could never have done this on his own. And I think with his father saying to him every day, who's got your back? And going through those three statements every day, it was in his mind. You know, you could say, oh, that's just a rote thing. But his dad meant it, and he knew his father meant it. And so by saying that every day, it was amazing. It was set up for what happened. I think it was, it may have been a daily thing, but it was a daily true thing. And he knew it. And um, I know my, my daughter and my husband never hang up the phone without saying, I love you. And just because they always make sure they say it doesn't mean it, they don't mean it. You know what I'm saying? They make sure they say it. How much do I feel guilty if I, I don't? <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> because, because it's a thing for both of them. And my husband's always been like that, to say that to quite close to him and she picked that up from him but she means it and I think I think that had to just 
You know how they talk about empty and full cups? That helped keep his cup full, even when other people... It does. Yes, it does, doesn't it? I didn't know that story, but it's a wonderful story to hear. So, um, I mean, I can only imagine, I know how this impacts his family, but I think it impacts you too. You're a part of that outcome. Uh, How does that make you feel? What it says to me is that you never give up, you keep moving forward, and if you do it in a sequential, straightforward way, and you keep going at the core of what you need to address, and for me, the core is always, where is your child going to be at age 21, you keep going toward that and you keep your feet in that pathway, you're going to get there. You may not know exactly what that is when you start, but you're certainly going to be able to remediate the child's potential.